Welcome to Zero Stake Podcast. Today we're talking about gaming and what it means to us. If you like what you see, drop a follow, drop a like, subscribe, do what you got to do. Uh, if you want to find more of us, links down in the description. Solid. I like it. I like it. Good job. With it? I'm not, yeah. cutting. I'm not cutting anything. This is just going to be in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time, every time. Was the intro good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I honestly am cool with that idea. Anyway. Um, so today, uh, just let's start off real quick with what is your go-to, like, let's call it nostalgia game, right? Nostalgia, like, what like, is the game you always go back to? Okay. So like a game that you played before, not like a recent game you always No, play. it can't like, be, it something, has to be like, something before. If it's something in the last year, it has to be something like a, a series, right? Like if you wanted to say Resident Evil, right? And you that's go fair. I was thinking like Splinter Cells and stuff like that too. Oh, all yeah. Game. So, but also give me why, right? That's a lot of games, though. It There's a lot, lot of games. different games that, like, I've hyper fixated on in history. Can we start this by saying, like, was the first game you remember playing? No, then we can go into that. No, because that's different. That's okay, different. is that different? Okay. The first, we can the first game I ever okay. remember no, I was playing like was trying this to get weird like... parachute game on the Super Nintendo. Okay. So did, it's. Did you guys ever play Black on Xbox? Yes. No. Oh my gosh, that gun game. Oh it was like gosh. one of the one of the more OG shooters of like yeah. the OG like consoles. One of the original FPS tries. I think no, I played on PlayStation. FPS yeah, it was tries. a modern FPS. It was. I played on PlayStation Two. Yeah. yeah, it was on PlayStation Two and Xbox. That era of consoles, and it, it was, was like just the epitome of running forward gun. trigger. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we used to speed. Run we, we used to speed run that game. My brother and I. Yeah, dude. Because like when you fight people, it would be levels of like throughout the game mode yeah. to be one map. And you had to find guns. You didn't get like a gun with 300 bullets. You got a gun with like two mags. And you had to pick up other guns. But there was like, also armor on people. I'm, if I remember right, this is a long time ago. You were a mercenary. Yeah. So you'd get like, like each mission was just like a contract that you would have to do. And then you'd get money for it for obviously like knocking out different checkpoints and everything like that. So it's kind of like payday. I don't know what that one is. Pay Honestly, you, like you commit heists and the objectives you commit in the heist pay you more. It's less heisty, but okay. more just like, hey, there's a military base. There's a general on that base that needs to die. Go for it. And then inevitably it boils down to murder everyone here. I have a, I have a question for you. Wasn't it so, like give you like subplots as well, too, if you kill them with a rocket launcher or you shoot them in the head with a sniper from a certain level? I didn't more play money. it a lot. This okay. was on my cousin's Xbox. So, like, this is just my, like, old school game that we mentioned. But I'm going to go nostalgia, though. It's got to be either Halo 1 and 2 or Modern Warfare. Okay. Like, solid like original Modern Warfare. 20, yeah. 2009? Yeah, the first time they did Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, not the new time they did okay. Modern Warfare and Modern and Warfare are you, 2. Are you referring more to multiplayer style where like you're yeah. doing a LAN party or are you guys like yeah. campaign heavy? Dude, like I remember just grinding on Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 um, with my boy Jake, and we would just play for hours after school. Um, with the Halo series, that was more LAN party like story missions and stuff because that was, honestly, we played more Halo on the Xbox, so Halo 1 and 2 with my family and we would just be vibing about you rod uh i mean if i'm thinking the game that yeah. i i mean i grew up halo was big when i was a kid i mean i remember saving up for my first xbox off allowance money and it took me literally 14 months and i had this old briefcase my grandpa used to 
carry around and then he gave it to me and I kept like literally rolls of quarters and shit in there and I remember Dude, I have the same giving thing. him uh, this big fucking thing full of shit and he's like I guess we're gonna go get that game system today huh so if I if I have to think about it it's probably probably Halo but I think the one I played most as a kid just the one that brings like the warmest memories is probably Goldeneye Okay. On yes. N64. I was, I was wanting to see N64. And that, was, yeah. uh, that was probably the game where I was like, this is the shit. Yeah. And we just, we would sit and play for hours on that game. Yeah. Pre Halo, man. Hey, GoldenEye was best. Yeah. That, that pause music was just so cool. The stupid mods you could do, too. Like, they had the, just the, no one really had that idea in like a serious shooter to just do, here's a, Mode that makes it look like you're shooting paintball guns, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or like that was kind of like it was, random. It, it transcended original Doom from PC access. Yeah. To I just console. What I remember is like the Absolutely. biggest thing is you would choose odd job, and whoever oh, had whoever chose odd job, oh, oh god, was the winner because he's so fucking tiny. He's a little Asian man, right? And he's fucking run around with a little bowler and hat. just. Everyone would be used to aiming at somebody like fucking Jaws or regular 007. And like, right about head height. And then head height, and then they would shoot, and it wouldn't even hit him. And that's and why we right over him. Yeah, and that's I always exactly wanted to be the why. Sean Bean character. I'm like, I know I'm going to die anyway. But see, from that's, like... that's why we have standard hitboxes now, right? It's because of... <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, what's funny job, is like, yes. we used to race when you used to have to select your character before the match. We oh, used yeah. to race to whoever got odd job first. I feel that. And it was like, that was the game. It wasn't even the fucking... Shooting each other, it was literally who got our job first. That person was going. And win. the argument that always happened immediately after: I totally clicked that shit first. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. <laughs> See, uh, you well, had him last time. <laughs> I never had an N64. My my parents back in the day thought video games were stupid, very early on. So I always had to go to friends' places to play Star Fox or 007 and stuff. But pre Halo and everything else, 007 was the first thing you had like Forge mode where you could actually set up the game how you want. Instead, of when you go into like Call of Duty play LAN or whatever, you just play the multiplayer. But you can go in there and play only proximity mines or yeah. only AKs yeah. or only snipers on that. There was customization. There was customization for Golden Gun only? Yes. Licensed to kill and yes. like that kind of stuff. Have you, so so have you ever played, there's a, there's like a sister game to 007 that came out at the same time that's just as well known and it's per, I think it's Perfect Dark. Yeah, I actually have both of those on Xbox now. Why Perfect does that Dark sound familiar? But I... Perfect Dark is like similar engine and mechanics across it's, the board. I think it's the same platformer that yeah that um, made it. But and it's it's like it's you're, solid. You're fighting aliens, right? It's like you could call it a, a, a precursor to anything like Halo. Well, I you mean, really the first could. one you're fighting just secret agents. You're you know what I agent. what I sunk a lot of time into, just randomly destroy all humans. My brother loved that game. That shit was so much fun just I, I fucking that around. I rented Blockbuster for like a solid full summer. Same. We used to do yeah. uh, Hollywood video all the time. Do you, so. Aw. Destroy all humans. <laughs> so you said, but your, for your game, was black or was it like. No, I, I minimally played that because like I said, that wasn't like my console. The, the game that I really, the games that I really like grew up on were probably more in the high school era when I got an Xbox 360 and I was playing Halo 2. Or Modern Warfare 2. Oh, it was Modern Warfare. Yeah, you mentioned that. Okay, like, yeah. period, dot. Like, that was your online gaming. That yeah. was that was my introduction to online gaming was yeah. Halo 3, specifically, yep. and then Modern Warfare 2. Halo 3 Because I got Forge. on that train late. So, Modern Warfare 2, I remember when that came out, I was that kid that waited at midnight to go pick it up at GameStop. I pre-ordered it without knowing. Like, I had played a little bit of 
was it Modern Warfare, and then I fell in love with it so fast. And we used to have this this old modded controller where on the back it had, to hit it had the button, button. Yeah. where you would just click the button and it would fire any gun like a machine gun. Rapid, so we used to fucking real people. <laughs> before so you we did would the go trigger mods, for no, scuff no, and everything was, else. It was, yeah. a, it was a original trigger mod because I, I did it to yeah, mute controllers. OG yeah. And I learned how to do it off of a, a like what is it the DIY guides online. Yeah. And you there was only certain generation controllers that could do it. Yep. Or you uh, find those guides in the magazines. You guys remember magazines where they had like cheat codes and shit oh, in yes. them and everything? Up down cheat, up down. Cheat planet, dude. Yes. So like we haven't done. Let's go with Game Shark, like too. Like you had like yeah. a thing the mods. Where Game you Shark, yes. Cheat Planet, all of them. They had. Okay, so it was great. What's yours, Nate? Mine. Okay. Aside from us knowing what's written on your fucking shirt. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Well, We're talking I mean, about gaming. I can't well, prepare it a little bit. It's fine. So my first time playing any video game was my uncle Jeff's house. Sonic and the old, the first Mortal Kombat game on Sega Genesis. Okay. That was the first time I ever introduced to it. That I remember. I always wanted to play games and stuff like that, too. I got in trouble because my cousin lent it to me, and my mom walked in on us playing Mortal Kombat, and she saw the blood and stuff like that, too. I thought you were going to say something very different. <laughs> I know. I know. That's actually but, interesting that you brought that up, though, because the first game I remember playing at my uncle's house was What's in My Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have All to right. know. Was it an NES? I never found out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I had to guess, and I always guess wrong. It definitely wasn't easy. Yeah, absolutely. You know okay. what I mean? Back to the yeah, yeah. topic on hand. <laughs> Which More was like, I mean, technically that was a topic not in on hand. hand, not yeah. in hand. No, it not was the original. Wii <laughs> <laughs> so no, I have I'm a question: Was the original <clears throat> Wiimote like? Did it still have the same capabilities as what we saw with the nunchucks? The original Wiimote? Yeah, when you're playing with your uncle's pocket. Uh, that we didn't have a Wii, dude. That was that was pre Wii. <laughs> you might have to that looked at by a doctor. Like there was a Wii in hand. A Wii bit in hand. It was a four bit Wii. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna say the original Halo. Halo CE. Halo CE, <laughs> Combat Evolved, was the was the game I the will go back and Halo. play it. The yeah. first Halo because that game, Xbox launched off that game. It was huge. It was great. Land parties. I actually had a, a class. It was like a club at high school from freshman, sophomore, and junior where that was the game that we really wanted to play because it was just so much fun. You could connect Xboxes. You had like four TVs. You could do that at people's houses and stuff like that too did that with gears just too massive land parties but halo yeah. was just back in the day that's what really brought people together was playing that game yeah it was a lot of fun because you would have like contests just between your friends and high play school online we used to xbox had the first online voice option where you could talk to other you know xbox party or whatever it's yeah. called right we used to do land parties but we would get uh so it was at my <laughs> it was at this kid joey's house and we used to get a bunch of us together, and his older brother would play. His older brother was in college at the time, though, so he'd get, like, beer and shit. Mm -hmm. So he'd make a bunch of jungle juice, and then we get fucked up playing this game, and we're screaming. How old are you, jungle juice? Screaming at each other. I mean, in this when the older brother's in college, wide, you know jungle <laughs> juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So this double-wide <laughs> fucking trailer, just screaming at the top of our lungs. Can I just guess just that every the, weekend that's what we would do? My guess is the older brother wiped the floor with you guys regularly. Oh, gotta be. No, he or would get he, he, he would get wiped with us. We were much better than him. Ah, and then on top of that, suck it, Joey. He that's would he, he would he would drunk. sit there, and so me I was friends with Joey. His, his older names or his older brother's name is Greg, and so Greg would get to a point where he would get too drunk anyways, and then he'd start and then he'd find a girl and he'd just go off. And I was whatever. gonna say like imagine being in college and the highlight of your weekend was going home and getting your little brother's friends fucked yeah, up on imagine, jungle juice. Imagine like yeah, I'm babysitting my. He would my try and make and, us puke if it's any consolation. Uh, cool. <laughs> he gave you jungle juice. 
Yeah. Dude, my, remember, it's fucking Everclear, man. His entire Jungle world. Juice gives you the spits. That's Wait, did he do vodka or Everclear? I don't remember. Because if it was Everclear, remember, that's real Jungle my Juice. Favorite, my favorite Jungle Either Juice way. experience, though, I will say this, is you remember Kyle. So Kyle had, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he picked up one of the Hawaiian punch bottles, and it was like a like a 64-ounce Oh, thing. the gallon ones? You guys don't get those. he duct taped a necklace around him, and he just kept filling up the jug throughout the night. Was he Waka Flocka? What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> bro, he looked like a uh, fucking Kroger brand. Fucking, what's his nuts from Kroger brand? Flavor Public Flav. Enemy. Flavor Flav. There you go. And so I'm sitting there. Oh, Flavor Flav. I like, said Waka Flocka. <laughs> and then, you know, he threw up. I threw up. I mean, he was a much better drinker than Did me. Did any of it get on but, the Xbox? But, uh-huh. Yeah, well. Because you remember back in the day where like you had a problem with the game, you pull it out. And no, it wasn't even that. It's like. Put it back in. I just aged we myself. got to a certain point where girls were more important, so we started. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was gonna say, imagine losing your virginity in high school, like some people. We all hung out with dudes playing Xbox under sheets. That definitely wasn't me. I didn't lose my under virginity sheets, until the right. Under sheets. Hey, what were you, you doing? Yeah. So you don't and play Halo. So you don't screen peek. You, you tape the sheet halfway up. The oh damn my god! Screen. No, the cardboard in yeah. between the TV or cardboard or yes. whatever you had. We yes. didn't even do that. We we ran that. one TV in this room. We ran another TV Absolutely. in this back you room. Were fancy. Back. We yeah. ran this you other one me. behind them in the kitchen. Like it was so many. Okay. So I was gonna say. David you're, you're, you said what was yours for mine was this, probably you go back to a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back to GoldenEye still. Okay. GoldenEye is probably that Modern one. Warfare, Halo. So the, the idea is like, what's the game? If, uh, right now, if I had the opportunity to go back to any game, yeah. believe it or not, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Yeah. The first, the first three it. Ratchet and Clanks, even the fourth one, uh, Dreadlock, fucking loved all of them. Uh, Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, and Original Ratchet and Clank were phenomenal. Yeah, Going Commando um, is one of my favorite things. Right? You know, we learn. Um, the, he was a PlayStation kid. I was a PlayStation kid. Um, and then I got an Xbox 360 in high school. And the difference is that, you know, the Xbox was affordable and the PlayStation 3 was not. And I was lucky enough to have both, right? But goddamn, it took me two years to pay Dude, off I will, Dude, I will die on this hill by saying the Xbox 360 was the best console. I disagree. I will say that it was the best console. The best was... console ever released was the PlayStation 2. No, I was going to say Xbox 360 still. Because Honestly, I know it had the Red Ring of Death. I get that. But everybody you talked to had that game. Everybody wanted to play the games that were the on that platform. The PlayStation Two, historically, the w- top, was OG. The highest selling consoles ever are like the N sixty four, the PlayStation Two. Um, I'm sure the Xbox three sixty hit its peak numbers. I think right? you, we'll the, have to have somebody Wii. in the comments tell us. But I'm yeah. pretty sure Xbox three sixty outsold the PS two. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I have to look at that. I really I, do. I, I My understanding so. is the I'm opposite. Gonna look it up. I'm I, I understand they're close, and PlayStation Two released like well before the Xbox 360. So yeah. that was like that new generation of games. Well, so did the, the Xbox 360 take that baton? Well, the reason why I, I don't think the Xbox 360 is going to beat it is because Microsoft has always had this nightmare getting into the Japanese marketplace. Consistently. I don't give a fuck about the Japanese. No, I'm talking about up, me. It makes up a difference though in yeah. sales for volume. 100%. When you have an entire Your country mom makes up a difference dedicated, in sales for volume. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> But Whoa. no, so if I those I have it actually. Okay. Xbox 360 won its first sales victory against a PS, which is PS2 in April, outselling Sony's offering by nearly ninety thousand units. How many units were told sold? Two hundred ninety-five thousand units in all. Those aren't. That's a, that's a monthly number, not an overall. Yeah, that's not overall. I, I'm I'm just saying that, that that. So that's but those are also different generations. The PlayStation 3 was the competitor to the Xbox 360. 
Not PlayStation the PS2. 3? Yes. Okay. So yeah. the PS3, PS2, so the look PS3 at, should I look at PS3? The PS3 or? was definitely outsold. I'm not arguing that. Oh, okay. You should talk I'm about saying at the overall time. gross consoles for their time frame. Okay. It was N64, well, PlayStation 2, Xbox 360, Wii. Mm-hmm. The Wii gave a lot of fucking heat for people because it was like, what, 300 bucks? And you could have your five year old and your 15 year old playing, right? Like, there was, it was. It was I was a, never a big Wii guy. It was a family but console. The Nintendo, Nintendo in general will always have skewed numbers, especially for the American audience, because quite frankly, or... in the Asian market, they outsell everybody. Miles higher. By yeah. No, a I, lot. Agree. I agree. But with like that. our perspective here in America, it most people are on PlayStation or Xbox with, you know, some Nintendo in there for the younger kids and everything like that, because they don't have the gory games like the scary Mortal Kombat. But I do agree, PlayStation 2 really took a step forward. But PlayStation, I mean, if you- Xbox 360, like, based on the fact that, I don't know, my perspective was more people had Xboxes in my vicinity than PlayStations by a long shot. I, mean, I was going to say the same thing about Xbox 360. Like yeah. Halo 3 and Modern Warfare 2 and how much we all played that shit in high school. I would say I would put the Xbox 360 higher than the PS3 on my like list, and I don't want to compare the PS2 to the Xbox 360 because they're it's different a different era of gaming. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, so if I will say PlayStation did definitely have a lot more game games set towards campaign stuff like solo play. In my opinion, I think Xbox 360 had a lot more availability for multiplayer like people playing with you well, on the same console as opposed to playing over online if, if we were looking at like multiplayer stages of life the xbox 360 wins right over my even my ps3 um to the point where i haven't bought a playstation since the ps3 right there's been no reason and i mean i'm on a pc gamer now so the the big one now is though like, masquerade. not even not even that i just like i, know, I just like making the I, joke i can do everything Right, and I'm sorry. Even look at the most recent results with Play or Sony releasing an online uh, launcher similar to what Xbox has. Yeah, they want to cut I'm out sorry. the middleman. They want to cut out Steam. Yeah. It's not even that. No, P- they're, they're PC won it, the yeah. console war. I mean, they're getting sued right now. Anyways, we shouldn't really talk about PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, everyone's getting sued. Yeah, I was going to say, who's sued. not getting sued? Yeah, like, did, did, uh, did Activision's thing end or no? No, no, they're okay. still. I think so. Their, <laughs> no, they're they're getting sued for a completely different reason. Yeah. Um, but no, if we're talking multiplayer time frame and it was like nostalgia based, modern warfare, right? And it's not even like, oh, hop on, everyone play hardcore search or everyone's playing like objective games, right? Modern Warfare 2 as well as an extension to that. But um, we used to play Michael Myers, right? And Michael Myers was what everyone has now is like hide and seek, right? That was the original time naming for or infected is another good one from the yep. time frame. Infected, yes. Because right? infected was over and everything. Infected you do modern warfare on, infected, you could do Halo infected, everything. Infected on custom forge maps that were made for infected was amazing but michael myers on old school free-for-all in fucking original modern warfare where you could you had a double jump height everyone's going out of the map doing glitches hiding i was Dude, gonna bring that up the fucking out of the map backlot, original backlot modern warfare and oh. it's the first five minutes ah, everyone's fucking hiding and the seekers just like don't go out of the map guys that's not fair and like, everyone was already, everyone out of the map. already out of the fucking map <laughs> Yeah, Rod, dude, what, what, we can't get back in at this point. Like, <laughs> Rod, what was the first console you actually got in the household? Uh, so we had an NES first thing. Okay. It was a uh, was it a Super Nintendo or was it the original? No, the original one. So okay. my uncle got back from the Navy, and my earliest memories was him and I 
sitting <laughs> on the couch. Your uncle was a semen. There's a yeah, lot of a uncle semen. jokes tonight. But he would he would sit and like we would just hang out all day. My older brother was at school. I wasn't in school yet. So we'd watch Animaniacs and play Mario all day. Oh, I love day. Animaniacs. Yeah, so that probably one of the funnest times. And then we had the NES, and I remember we used to go over to my Uncle Robert's house, and we used to play his Super NES because we were like, man, look at these fucking graphics. It's so fucking cool. Like, bit, yeah. And that's like the <laughs> earliest memory of me 16, and my older brother 16, that's when it just went sitting from there and fucking, 16, yeah. we, were, we were playing this weird parachute game. I don't even remember the name of it, but. Was it the one where you're in a cannon, you're shooting the parachute? No, I don't even know. You were falling out. And that's a war crime, in, by the you way. You were falling into like these weird rings. And you had to fall into certain rings to get certain points, and that was pretty much the name of the game. Like, huh. it was that and Super Mario drop in Warzone. No, I see. I'm not a bad dropper. I think, <laughs> I think the first time I ever had a console in the household was a Super Nintendo or a Sega, because I think Sega. We borrowed a Sega and we had a Sega. We played Sonic, we played those games. I even remember the like the Return of the Jedi on Super Nintendo, where it was like a 2D kind of. Version yeah. as well, too. I'm gonna make you feel really old and right now. Why are you gonna say Remember Dreamcast? Had, no, no, no. Dreamcast was newer than the Sega Genesis. Was it okay? Um, there was a cool that's Star also Wars why game the PlayStation like play became Dreamcast. Okay. Side notes. Um, but no, the you remember that you were gonna date ourselves. Channel 3, Channel 4, static. Yep. Channel three for life. Channel three for life. Right, exactly. Absolutely. Um, and you had the little <laughs> box that would actually relay the outputs for you instead. Like if your family was like, "I'm tired of fucking fixing your consoles." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I like the only PlayStation games I actually got in, involved in was the Lord of the Rings games. Like the oh the, god, the, those were some of my favorite. Return right, of the King, Return of no, the King. Even the Two Towers one, dude. Oh, where you're gonna two fight? Towers, yeah. When you fought, there was a, there was an Easter egg at the end where you could actually fight Saruman. Where yep. you were at Orthanc and you were fighting waves upon waves of of uh, orcs and stuff, and you got to fight him at the end. But the cool thing about those games is like you could take Gandalf on Aragorn's journey, yep. or you could yep. take Sam on. Aragorn or Gandalf's journey and stuff like that too, just to make it a little harder. And they had multiplayer. Yes. Yeah. So you just have like yeah. Gandalf and Gimli just charging through random shit. It was yeah. great. Dude, and the, the way they did a skill set back then was amazing. Like you played as Legolas and because it was an elf he could do scatter shot. Yep. Right. And yep. each one of his shots had like amplified damage. And you could upgrade um, it too based on like how well you did. You could like yeah. change up your skill tree. Like mithril arrows were a thing and stuff like that too. Nothing in the lore, but in the game and stuff. That was I'm actually kind of curious if you guys remember this game. Which one? It's kind of a niche one, but I played the shit out of it on PlayStation Two. Okay. Wings over Normandy. No, no, I, I never played I know that of one. It. That was a World War Two, like air only. Like Ace Combat, but only World War Two. Were scenarios. you in planes? You were, you were flying. Yeah. Okay. It was only air, and it's just this really crude, like circle crosshair. You'd have to like line up with the planes or do bombing runs and everything. But like, it actually had limited ammo, so it didn't feel like Ace Combat, whereas arcade. Okay, so I always liked playing the aerial games over over racing games. That those were always more no, fun. For no, I was a I was a huge racing <clears throat> fan. Like you guys remember both. Midnight Club. Midnight Club. I Midnight need Club right read. Dude, I did Rod. like yeah. Underground. Yeah, I did Rod. Like played the shit out of that game. I like those. I'm just saying. Rod, I I'm gonna did flex like on you. Ones real quick. What? I actually just recently found it again. I still have my PlayStation Portable oh. with Midnight Club Three Dub Edition Remix. So <laughs> good. With so good. With a hundred percent save. 
The Dub Edition Remix, though? Yeah. No, the, oh, the, I loved the Dub it. Edition Remix I played was that. so good. Like, I the Elimination those, Trials. I didn't play it after, oh, my too. God. To this day, that's still my, the only game I've ever 100%ed. Dude, when you're trying to do all their, like, time trials and the Elimination Trials, and, like, you have to be stuck with the same car when you're going up the ladder. You're not allowed to, like, customize it as much. And you get to, like, these elimination drag races, right, where, like, you miss a shift on the final two and you're just never going to get it. Yeah. It's, like, it's it literally frame-perfect in inputs, right? But you're on a PSP, right, in the car with your parents yelling at you to turn off the video game and go to sleep. Yeah. Right? Oh, my it's gosh. Always, it was <laughs> always dark remember, as shit when you, you were playing it, too. Do you guys remember having, game, like, Game Boys and stuff like that? And then yeah. having the – no, but not having a backlight. You had oh, to have yeah. that flashlight. I still have my would, like, Game Boy Color in. and Game Boy Advance oh, with the little light yes. attachment so I could see the screen. Oh, so, my gosh. So, okay, we, we heard your original game. What was your original game, Hoop? I said it. He said Modern Warfare. Like, or no, like, original. First game you remember playing. First game ever. I ever remember Ooh, playing yeah, yeah, was yeah. The, the preschool I went to had a – one of the Nintendos with Mario on it. Okay. But after that, it was uh, the Xbox at my cousin's house. Okay. Nate? I was, I was going to say, yeah, like, like Mortal Kombat and Sonic was the first game I remember playing. First time I was introduced to Halo, I just wanted to be involved. In it. First time I heard it, I thought, it, because of my upbringing, I thought it was having something to do with Christianity and stuff like that. <laughs> I lived, that's why I heard it. I had no idea about it. And I remember working at a school with my dad. And we were we were doing electrical wiring, and I heard like a video game going off. It didn't sound like a movie. I walk in the room, and it's one of the kids that's in the admin son or something like that. He's playing a game, and we're on lunch break. And my dad says, "Yeah, go ahead and take a break." And I'm like, "What are you playing?" He's like, "It's Halo." I'm like, "Never played." It. He's like, "Oh, you fight aliens on like your like the super soldier and stuff like that." I'm like, "Okay, cool. Can I play?" He's like, "Oh yeah, there's there's co-op," and we go into it. Plasma pistol and regular pistol. That was the freaking that was the OP move. Learned how to play that right there. I was hooked. I asked for it for Christmas. We had to have it. I was so excited. The OG Magnum was way That's what I'm yep. overpowered. The o Holy yep. You could snipe people across the map her. with that pistol. Um, okay. So first game I remember playing was probably it's a close tie, but SNES. And we weren't allowed violent games growing up, so I had stuff like Aladdin or like Tarzan, mm. right? Because, you know, I have an older sister, so Disney was also a required thing. Um, but I remember this off-road game. It was the only one of the only games my dad ever played with me. Okay. Right. It was my dad has had epilepsy. Right. We figured out what caused the epilepsy later in life. So thank God for that. Um, but he very much so. Um, we it was off-road racing. Right. So you're in like dune buggies, open like very much like a nostalgic feel racing game. Oh, I played the shit out of the ATV series. Yeah. I like remember the motocross but, ones. That was 16-bit, right? So yeah. you're racing across a desert. It's like there's no there's no track. It's just get to this point before everyone else, right? Yep. And I'm like four. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, right? And my dad's sitting over here. He's just like he's borrowing, taking the controller to make sure I'm back on route. We're racing each other. And you're, you're over he, there like – He sets down the controller for room. five minutes just so I can win. Like <laughs> those are some of the memories. Those are I'm some good memories. I could never play games with my parents because they didn't know how to – Fucking play FPS. They that were, like, was no, spinning that's what I'm up saying, and down. Though, like, I'm the, ask the next game my dad and I ever played after that was actually Return of the King, and my dad's like, the controller is cool. so fucking weird. Like he's sitting here, he's like, D David, I don't, I don't know what. See, I'm when doing. I played <laughs> those games, I was on GameCube at that point, and not having GameCube was a solid system. GameCube. There was a lot of good my, shit that came out for that. My Super friend Smash on Bros. GameCube. Yeah, yeah. like we used not to play even that tournaments. Oh yeah, okay. My yeah. friend had a GameCube, and I'd go over to his house all the time. We play a lot. 
the NHL game that they had for GameCube oh, was, solid. was amazing, dude. You could customize like yeah. the species of the players on your own custom team. And I literally had a team that the persons were sharks. For hockey? Yeah. Yeah. Because they, wow. they would let you do the mascots. You could That's you dope. could literally That's just so all cool. be I mascots. Didn't know that. And, okay, and it so. wasn't just the locked in NHL mascots. You could yeah. just like there's like just a list of shit you could do. That's cool. So, and make your that. own custom team and everything. Not a so, custom player, but a team. You want awesome. you want to talk another super underrated GameCube game? Uh, super Mario Strikers, the soccer game. I never played it. No never, one played I, it. I didn't like no it. No one ever played it really, right? But I just never played it. I, I couldn't tell you if fucking, I liked it. Do you have Profe for Spanish in high school? Yeah. All right. So Profe was in Profe's awesome. room, sixth and seventh period. Yep. Boot up the GameCube on the projector. And we would just be playing Super Mario Strikers for like yep. the last two hours of the day. Profe so, did not like me. So Rod Profe and I have a me. mutual friend that plays a lot of sports games. And I have this thing where I can't, I don't find enjoyment out of playing sports games. NFL games, NHL. I played a little NHL, but soccer games, baseball, basketball just didn't sit well with me. I, if I could do something in real life, like go play basketball with friends, I would find more enjoyment out of that than sitting down with somebody and playing the next NFL game. For I, me, I can't. I can't get behind it. Maybe it's because I'm not a big sports guy. Yeah. But I just, I never found enjoyment. I don't know. I think for me, it's different. Like I love those games to play by myself. I don't need other people to play them. I'm you know? the opposite. I would, I would literally just sit and play by myself. I don't even play online. So like you the most, still do that now. Though. The po, the, well, no, but like most of the games I play online now, I wait for somebody to get online. And when, if I'm not doing that, then I do a multiplayer by myself. Exactly. You like camo grind and you focus yeah, yeah, on that. Yeah, so okay. like, But like a sports game, that. a sports game is different where I don't even play with online players. I literally just play by myself. See, I, just, I can't get I'm, a, I'm just, in a different I don't find fun from it. I like spot with sports games, uh, specifically like NHL and NFL, not so much basketball. Um, I love, I only ever loved playing those if I was like, chilling physically with my boys and we're all on the same TV type of thing. Yeah. You know, like that kind of setting, like kind of land party, but just you're playing against each other. Like you can't pick the fucking, you know, new England. They're too good. You got to, you know, pick a similar rating to, to my team and, you know, make it even. And then you still get stomped. We have a mutual friend that always would do the same thing with me in the NHL. You can't pick the Kings. That's the only team I root for in real life. So why wouldn't I want to rep it if I had to play this game? Because they're overpowered. Too overpowered, especially yeah. in the sports games. They get like, there'll be one stat that's slightly off from like real life. And it just makes the whole team just and, exponentially. And, and that's why I always go back to Halo because it's oh, based God. on the guns and stuff like that. I can't. This is the thing with me on these games and nowadays where these guns, you have to stay up to date on what's going on with the game. You have to like, if this gun's been nerfed, and it's a gun I'm used to using. Honestly, I haven't played in a week, and I haven't watched TikTok or I haven't watched the YouTube or what's being popular. I'm not liking that. But if I go into a game and I know what this gun's going to do, that's where I find like, okay, I know what my seal level is. But at. okay, I'm do I, that. Need, I need to stop you because I've heard this argument countless times from you. And the thing is, live service games make money. I okay. get the money, but, but I'm so, saying the enjoyment. But so, I mean, that's moving us into our other talking point of the night, right? I was Which just is, about to say we need to move. Might on as well jump into it. So we have a few more, but the the conversation now is going to be more geared towards what I wanted to ask everyone. And I've, I've brought it up when I stream, I brought it up on other things like that. And I fairly believe the idea that casual gaming has died with COVID. 
You know, 100%. You used to be able to, you know, I have a 1.1 KD ratio and I feel good about myself and all these other things, right? If you don't have over a 4.0 KD, you're a piece of shit. Right? You're you're breaking people's cameras and knees every game now because people are telling you that that's the meta and you have to adjust. But I, it's very much to me is that's what changed in COVID. And it's not nearly because, like, the games have changed. It's not. It's because now gaming has moved past what it was pre-COVID, right? You have people who have never gamed pre-COVID that started gaming. And you also have the guys who love gaming with a lot more time on their hands to get exponentially better at those games. So, like, the competitiveness of those games, like OG Fortnite, before any sort of skill-based matchmaking was ever even a concept, like, before COVID, like, I mean, there's some pretty good players. You aren't really going to run into a vast majority of those guys in-game. But, like, after COVID, people had a lot more time to do, like, Modern Warfare, Fortnite, et cetera. And they just got, like, exponentially better to the point where it got shitty to play. I I will say I played Fortnite pre-COVID. I have no shame in it. It was the game that got me off Destiny. Um, Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad game. It was the game that made me buy a PC, right? I was like... Fortnite was? Yeah, dude. I'm at a disadvantage on controller. What the fuck do you mean that I can do key bindings on fucking PC, right? So you admit there's a disadvantage to controller. Um, on Fortnite, yes. I know. Uh, I'm just trying to stir the pot. No, uh, <laughs> it, I mean, there's always benefits to both parties. That's the end goal situation. And it's fine-tuning and balancing that makes it difficult. Um, but I will say from the perspective of, let's look at the, the post-COVID world of SBMM, right? If those who don't know, it's skill-based matchmaking. And it's basically a network that exists even outside of ranked play where, say, the performance of Hoop, right, Hoop will have certain lobbies, Nate will have certain lobbies, Rod will have certain lobbies, and I'll have certain lobbies. And the best way for them to be like, okay, well, we need a fair lobby for everyone is they'll average everyone out when they're squatted, and those are the lobbies that you get. Now, that can be really cool in some regards, right? But, like, characteristically, if we're looking at, like, you and I have similar lobbies in Warzone, right? It gets fucking sweaty, Mm -hmm. right? You and I... you. And I have slightly different lobbies in Fortnite, but when we play together, you openly told me it's much sweatier when I'm in your party. Sometimes. I would say later on in the night. And I don't know if that has to do anything with the time zone that you're playing at and yeah, who's playing is. on it. Probably. But like in the, the very beginning, the, kids the first are put two to hours when you and I are playing, it's it's fine. When we get closer to like 11 or 10 o'clock at night, yeah, I'm just either – I'm just sapped energy-wise and my reactions – Time is not good, especially if I've had a full day at work or something like that, or I've worked out prior to it, or if I didn't have a break or something like that. I can feel it. But, again, I would assume that's the same thing in any way without skill batch matchmaking just being a player or a gamer or a streamer. But my whole thing with Battle Royales and stuff like that, too, I feel like Battle Royales have tremendously moved gaming in a direction that I'm not fully liking, I would say. There's not been, like, prior to this, I played Destiny religiously. There's no Battle Royale for Destiny. But I didn't really hit that until COVID. I didn't start playing Warzone until you mentioned it to me, and then I mentioned to Rod, and we started having fun. Prior to the middle of COVID, Warzone was fun. And I don't know if that's a fact of streamers changing the game or the fact that COVID changed the game or the fact that a lot of more people played the game and it just became sweatier and sweatier and just changed. I don't know. I always attribute it to the amount of players personally just yeah people in the there's, game there's more people playing the game and more people can spend more time playing the game yep mm-hmm. and 
there's Plus, more people there's uh, to an extent there's also you know the streamers in there and not necessarily the streamers making it so but streamers are generally pretty damn talented at video games so the more you watch them the more you try to be like them and yeah. be as good as them also they're opening so then you videos are about like this is what you need to do to be good at the oh, game yeah. Every well, yeah, but so, every but, meta, everything like yeah. they got crazy. Hold on, I think you have a point. Uh, well, I was gonna say it depends on the game. So there are a lot of games, especially if we look at just COVID in general. I think the reason parted, like we'll take Warzone as the example. The reason that game blew up is because it kind of it was lightning in a bottle. So what ended up happening is that there was this massive franchise to begin with. So you already have a a substantial player base let's call it what it is it's substantial yeah it's not small by any means it's it's one of the biggest player bases in the entire world activision's a small indie company and we have to respect that it takes time (laughs) for them to patch in up yeah okay so because of that i think the what ended up happening is when the world shut down everybody needed something to do so i don't know that it necessarily killed gaming i think that it it put it in a direction that nobody was ready for. And I think development companies are the first to admit that because if you look at any complaint online now, it's because they don't have X, they don't have Y. And the reason for that is because you have these players that have gotten so satiated by the fact that they had everything at their fingertips during COVID, they won't stand for anything less now. So it made players, they can't be casual. But that has nothing to do with the games. It has everything to do with this snobby attitude that I think most gamers have nowadays. It's I very think, different. I think there's very there's, different. There's additional measures. I was going to say there's a variation to that. No, I, I think there. I think that he's very on the on the money with it. Like, if you want to go play, you know, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts. What's the What's the Nintendo game? Animal Crossing, right? Uh, you can no life Animal Crossing. That's fine, right? Yeah. That's no one's going to complain about it, but. The you can look at even like a game like Pokemon. The competitive scene for Pokemon exploded to the point where there is actually what's called Pokemon community game, and all it is is people collecting Pokemon in people's streams and battling one another from getting these really built up teams, right? Um, but I think the aspect of the casual players have been put in situations where it's either keep up or drop, right? Um, I definitely feel that that's a huge thing. Absolutely. And it's it's to the point where you look at five years ago, what game had bot lobbies, right? And I'm saying that in general. I'm not saying like bot lobby being the guy with a 0.6 KD ratio. I'm talking about lobbies where a good example with Fortnite being your first three games of Fortnite in order to determine what they think your skill level is. They put you in lobbies where 80 of the players that you witness are AI controlled, right? And that bases what your SBMM is. Right, that's the baseline entry to see how competitive you Did are. Did Warzone do that? Because I played the first time I played Warzone was with you. So Warzone I don't, does not do that. I didn't think. <laughs> does Apex do that? I don't. They don't. They don't do bot lobbies like to the true extent, mm-hmm. but they will put you in lobbies that they've already established as like lower skill base. Mm-hmm. Okay. To the only reason why I bring these three up, all real players. Yeah, you know, that's the, the only reason I bring this up. Fortnite I think did that, that AI. The, I think the battle royale no, I meant scene for Warzone oh, that's is saying, definitely like, Apex, Fortnite, and Warzone. I think those are the three top tier, not top tier, like as in the top 
most popular battle royale they're, games. They're the play. big three when people well, think of battle royale. They're the most accessible, and this is another point as to why COVID. I think I do think COVID killed casual gaming, and not in the sense of like you know everyone has to be a Timmy, everyone has to be a Sweat, right? It's more though the access of name outside of Fortnite. Let's let, we're eliminating Fortnite because Fortnite was pre-COVID, right? Yep. You're talking about a four-player, fully cross-platform aside from the Switch, right? Battle Royale that is free to play. They took the yeah. lightning in the bottle that was Fortnite from three years ago, put Call of Duty in the bottle with it. What I guess shook it up. CS:GO. No, right? if, if we're saying specifically cross-platform, that came with Apex and Modern Warfare. So hit pub, no, PUBG? so the original, the reason we oh have, PUBG, I didn't even think about the PUBG. The reason yeah. we have like cross-platform gaming to this day is because Fortnite was the one company, Epic Games. We're yeah. the first ones to do but it. But you said we deleted Fortnite, so I'm no, not no, I, I, I understand. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, yeah, I, I, the, I got where you're going from. Yeah, from the aspect of like why Warzone was so successful, right? I could have an Xbox One. I could have an older version Xbox One. I can play the game with my buddy who has a four thousand dollar PC. I can play the game with my buddy who has a PlayStation. We can, I see where he's coming from. Right? I, I see what you it's, mean. It's the aspect of accessibility for all. I was gonna that s- blew up the game. And then what it's turned into now is not what it was originally. I was going to say, most people, I, I, you look at the hands down, yeah, Fortnite definitely did have a battle royale before anybody else. But I think more people played Call of Duty before Fortnite. And bigger then when, audience. When, and, then, and they had a bigger audience. And then Call of Duty made a battle royale, and people liked it. And it came out at the perfect time where everybody was at home practically. So more people played that before they played Fortnite. Yeah, but, but now people are jumping over to Fortnite and Apex and stuff like that too because of the issues that Call of Duty did have. But I don't that, think we're answering the question. So I, I appreciate the take on it, David, but you're not answering what killed. Why did COVID kill it? I'm saying what killed it for me or why people can't be casual is literally they had nothing else to do. There's a difference between a game because we can say that about any game in any community if i really wanted to i can make an argument of for what you're making what i'm saying is like did covid kill casual gaming i don't think so personally i think people lost why they played video games in the first place and made it more of a habit than anything else not because yeah. they actually liked the game it was more about more winning Correct. And not so, about correct. hanging out with and your so boys. That's yeah. what I think. So that's where I'm coming from. So yeah. that, that is a tie to SBMM is that you actually look at how SBMM works in Warzone specifically. The first match you play in Warzone is always under your SBMM rating. So if you haven't played in two weeks, right, and you boot up for the first time, yeah. your lobby's going to be easier than normal. Oh, I haven't right? played Call of Duty and the reason a long time. Why, so let's play on my the, lobbies. The reason why <laughs> Call of Duty does that is because it's, it's like the addiction. Right. Oh, you got a dub. You like that feeling. You want another hit. You want another hit. You want another hit. That's pretty much everything. I mean, social media and everything. Exactly. And TV. I was just say, I mean, Netflix, the same argument can be made about everything. Every though. But it's, single it's thing. how I describe why competitive gaming has changed how it has is that we're no longer gaming to have fun. We're gaming because we're in a toxic relationship with the games. I agree. I would agree right? with that. That's what, where my aspect is. It used to be I got on Fortnite or I get on Warzone and I do stupid things with my friends for 15 minutes. Oh, look, we're in a top 10 situation, right? Let's, you know, see what happens, right? And now it's I drop into Rebirth, I drop into Caldera, I drop into Fortune's Keep, and I'm sweating my dick off the second I land. You know, I just thought of something. Yeah. 
Another aspect, in my opinion, with the free time of COVID and also the, some of the financial hardships of COVID was a lot more people, like exponentially, you can look at all the numbers and it backs you up every time. A lot more people tried to stream mm-hmm. and yeah. their idea of streaming, I'm talking about like over 100% growth. There's like 400% growth in like the first six months on Twitch of just people streaming. Every one of those people thought that streaming had to be sweaty. Like you had to be good Correct. at the game. And, yeah. and they lost I'll, I'll fall into that. a lot of the new content creators lost that like slap happy fun screw around with your friends vibe because they felt that they needed to win games or else their stream wouldn't do anything. Or yeah, the views weren't going to be there. They weren't going to pop. I will say that I did fall into that. I was sweating and I wasn't having fun gaming originally because I thought I had to win. Everyone to be good. And that's not if I wasn't winning. Or... I wasn't good. Yeah. Everyone. I, I think everyone fell into that trap outside of a very select group. I think that the aspect of that, and I, I, I say it's kind of like what we talked on last episode, right? About excuse me, uh, about punk no. and being punk rock being dead, right? And punk rock's having not dead, that, but it's having that resurgence, right? God's dead, not punk rock. Um, but the aspect <laughs> is now Agreed. we're moving into a post-COVID world. People are going back to work. People are getting new jobs. The demographics are shifting to more what they were before. Absolutely. But now you have this isolatory group of people who are the sweats, right? And they are the ones that you're seeing post out this aggressive content, right? I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to open TikTok tonight, and I'm guaranteed going to get three or four people who are talking about the loadout that I need to run for the Blixen, right? I don't care, right? For me, when I when I'm at now, and when I had to learn, and, and COVID taught me this, is that I was turning into that person. You can look at my older VODs, and the older VODs is like, why I'm frustrated, I'm angry, I'm carrying the toxicity. And now when I, I've shifted more towards the idea of like, you know, we don't have to win every fight, we don't have to win every game, there's always another one. And I've, I've instilled this I was gonna I was going to say, before, like, and can I jump back on, for video games for me, it started off with playing with friends and, and, and my brothers, right? That was kind of what tied us in, that was our... Lee time or casual time and stuff like that yeah. too and hanging out with friends birthdays and stuff like that too it's hanging and then out I, without having to hang out yeah and then I went from that I went to pro for Halo I was going against people that had to be sweaty in order for you to like get money get sponsors and stuff like that too with Halo and stuff like that too and going to championship levels and series and traveling for that as well and then when I got back into it I'm like okay Warzone, Battle Royale. I have to win with my team. And then I got a little more competitive because I'm a very competitive guy. And I think that kind of bled over into my streaming where it's like, if I'm not doing good, there's something wrong with me and I need to change that. And if that's fucked up, I'm going to fucking... Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to pressure myself to be better. And, and I fall back from my personal experience of not being well. And if I'm not first place, I'm not you know, in-game leader or something like that. You ain't first, you're last. Yeah, exactly. And that's, Well, hell, Bobby, I was high when I, I said that. Do that. And I think that's what COVID kind of brought out of me is because I wasn't seeing anybody. I wasn't going out for drinks. I wasn't hanging out at people's houses. We weren't watching Game of Thrones every night at my house, you know, prior to COVID and stuff. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Game of Thrones ended before COVID, right? Yes. Yeah. So then COVID happened, and then I'm like, okay, I'm not seeing these guys. We're going to play video games, and it's not just going to be like, oh, we're going to have some fun, but we have to win. And I think that's what brought it out of me, and I think along the topic is, did COVID kill that? Yes and no. I think because COVID happened at the time that all these battle royales came out, and that's when I was introduced to it, I think that's what brought out the competitiveness of me 
trying to win, trying to have fun. It's not. It wasn't really having fun just gaming with my friends. It was having fun winning. So I have I have a caveat point that ties into this as well, and it's did it going off the point of COVID killed casual gaming. It also, in one degree, also one hundred percent did, because and I'm going to say this from a very open perspective: cheaters, hackers. Oh God. Um, we all experience them. We all see them. Um, and to be fair, we're not saying hackers or hacking started here. No. We all played. Modern Warfare 1 with people with lag switches. Like, cheating's always been there, but um, I think what you're no, saying so is. So, like, you look at the Chronos Zen, you look at the Strike Pack, you look at these things that are, they're 100% tools that are used to increase your probability of getting the elimination or the kill, right? It's, it's taking a handicap to say you're better, right? And I get it, you know, PC being PC, it's been around for years, but at the same time, when I've had conversations with other gamers and they're like, the Zen's not cheating, the Zen's evening in the playing field. I'm like, dude, you have a system in place for that. You have a system the in place. The game already evens the yeah, playing field. You literally have a system. I mean, FOV being the one exclusionary with Warzone, right? Uh, of course, of course. But when the developers... That means field of view, kids. We're using a lot of acronyms. <laughs> Sorry, we just taught them this acronym earlier today. Rod, you're right. Most people know that already. 120 and 90. Yeah, but so the the big one to it is that when Warzone's a wonderful example of a talking point. There's podcasts about it. You can go and check them out. Drop Shop, Drop Shop Podcast is one of them that features members from the CDL leagues. Um, but the aspect is the developers, Infinity Ward, came out and spoke about how Aim Assist was broken on console. They said it was smarter for you to be gaming on a controller or console in general than it was for you on keyboard and mouse. Okay, so right? l l along that caveat that you're talking about with the whole systems that you use, I remember games where you bought the controller and that's all you needed. You didn't have to get a pro controller with the back paddles or anything like that. You didn't have to have the scuff or you didn't have to have a controller that had these things to even the playing field even more to even combat people that might have a different skill set than you. But so the elite controller wasn't released from the aspect of becoming a more elite gamer. The Elite Controller was dual purpose. It was actually designed for accessibility, but it was also at the time for high-level play looking at Advanced Warfare and Black Ops 3 that the movement mechanics changed the game to the point where rather than you running claw, right, where you had to have buttons in different configurations, it was physically doing damage to people's hands, right? The buttons are now in an ergonomic Carpal tunnel, location. kids, yeah. just in case you didn't it's know. It's bad. Mom, I need the game. Yo. <laughs> what is it? South Park episode, uh, Make Love Not Warcraft? Yeah. I need the game. Mom, I need it. It's bad. Yo, that actually just kind of made me think about a potential connection there. What? Did cross-platform have a heavy hand in the increase of cheaters and everything else, in the competitiveness? Because, quite frankly, all of a sudden, those console players had to keep up with the keyboard and mouse guys. That's, that's, Starting with that's Fortnite, point. where all the building and everything, you definitely had an advantage using keyboard and mouse as opposed to controller. Before so then, build, yeah. all the controller oh, players bad. started looking for those things that can give them the edge. The, the Fortnite creative community even has stuff where you train to work on your edits. I have a few streamers that I'm close with who play Fortnite build, and they'll go in and they'll practice building for the first 45 minutes of their stream before they play a game. No, I absolutely agree. Um, well, Rod, you had you had a pro controller before I did, right? Like, did you see a giant increase because you needed that, or did you want it because it was there? 
I don't know. I the controller doesn't really have a whole lot to do with it. I think honestly, we're off topic. I think you're off topic. Personally, you guys are bringing up things that don't necessarily have to do with what killed gaming. I think a lot of the it has to do with the person. I think it a lot of it has to do with what you were or were not doing during COVID. I think a lot of it has to do with the kind of player you are before. Because even now, do I want to be good at the game? Yes, but there are plenty of nights where and the girlfriend can attest to this. I get my shit kicked in for three hours. I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I think it has to do a lot with the person that you are and that you have this weird need to be pro. I guess for lack of a better term. That's what I was saying originally. For lack of a better term, you have this weird need or this fixation that you have to be good. And I don't know if it's because I'm not coming from... Like, I played multiplayer... I'll give you an example. Yesterday, to level a gun for three hours by myself. And I did not do well at all. But I leveled the gun and I still had fun. So I think a lot of it has to So you're to saying do, you're better than us? No, I think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that, like, there is a need inside of somebody that has had an experience with a video game, I think, in my personal opinion that they felt high on life because they were great. Well, if there's you know one thing that, you know I was taught sense, like, through anime is that power comes through a need. <laughs> what oh, I mean man. is that somebody got, somebody got that high and then they want to keep chasing that high. Chase that the win, dragon. That, yeah. that the whatever. Addiction. I don't necessarily know that I have that anymore. I don't. And I, I think, think part of did it... Did you have it before then? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. Then? What I'm saying is like, this is a good example. So what I think was killing me is because during COVID, I didn't have anything else to do. Mm. Once the world opened up, I started playing a lot less games. I started doing a lot less because I started putting my energy elsewhere. And you had more options. It eliminated that need. So when I think about what killed gaming during COVID, it's not... It's not the cheaters. It's not the game. It's not the SBMM. It's none of that shit. It's literally I had dick else to do. So for me, like I sit there and I'm like, that's what killed gaming for me. Well, I, I don't see all these other things. I see them as problems in gaming if I look at it as a whole. Symptoms of the problem. I, right, right. I don't look problem. at that as that was you're, you're what at it the was. Overarching when we're Correct. Down. You okay. guys are breaking it down to like very fine well, like think, almost yeah, we're like kind of focused on the exactly. This is actually so, like, a solid me, spot. If I just take all that out of it, because none of that shit matters, all that shit I guarantee was going to happen, whether COVID happened or not. I think what killed gaming is nobody had dick to nobody had dick to do, and I think so that's, everybody picked up a video game. And I think that's where I, I was stemming from too, because where I was coming from originally, if I looked at before streaming, when I was introduced to battle royales with David on Warzone and stuff, was I jumped on to have fun. I didn't really play those games on yeah. Battle Royale unless there were friends involved and stuff. And then when I started losing a lot and it started getting to me, my pro side and my competitive side came out where it's like, I, if I'm not winning, I'm not having fun. And I lost sight of the fact why I was playing the game in the very beginning. And I think it was based on I'd I wanted to have fun with friends have fun. that I haven't seen in weeks where I'm used to yeah. just seeing at a hookah lounge or a bar yeah. where we could talk about this stuff. And then all of a sudden, just a all that we shit. talked about as friends was the game. Well, that's how you go about life. So, yeah. Yeah. Facts. I think this is an interesting spot to uh, to caveat and pivot a little bit with everyone trying to be 
you know, professional at gaming. Do you guys think esports are considered athletes? Like e-sport the players gamers? themselves? Esport the gamers, gamers okay. are considered athletes? No. We've talked a lot about what we want to do and what we've had and the experiences we've had with gaming. Um, I think their ultimate question is also like, what have you guys had? Like, what was yeah, that's a good game? question. Yeah, what was your nostalgia game? What do you think about the gaming world now? Um, and he's talking to you, the audience. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Was it was it a battle royale that's out recently? Did you guys just start getting into gaming because that's all you had to do in COVID, or did you play games with friends and land parties like us early on? And was that something that you started doing and you kind of miss? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Give us your take, right? Um, or give us your steak. <laughs> I the, hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything about you right now. That's a good song. Well, I know there's six inches that you love. Let's be honest. You're three and a half. Four on a good day. Oh, <laughs> All right, Depends if it's cold. Yeah, not bad. No, you did bring up a good question, though, honestly, because that's starting to get some headway out there as well about gaming. Do we consider esports athletes? And also, if we were going to consider that question in the very beginning, what is an athlete to you? Because we have to start there, right? To be honest, what's an athlete? I will straight up say I love the expansion that we've seen with esports. I love watching these competitiveness, even down to like games that I don't it's really play. It's my bread and butter, man, for gaming. It really is. I'll watch like Rocket League tournaments all day. I mean, that stuff's fun to me, just watching. It, it, I do hold a lot of value in it. However, I don't think esports um, professionals should be considered athletes. In the same light, well, you don't consider a grandmaster in chess an athlete. Correct. It's okay. a game. You can so be a let's, tactician. Let's you can be again, a beautiful mind. Let's go to the thing to break it down. It's a little different. To get the, your actual understanding without just saying no or yes. Rod, what's an athlete to you? An athlete is somebody that is proficient in something physical that is an activity, whether it be sports, exercise, anything like that. I'm pretty proficient when I think in something of, physical. When I think of that, that's what I think of as an athlete. Now, the way that I'll break it down to you in its simplest form, and you can base this on your argument, they wouldn't call it esports. If it was considered a regular sport where there were regular athletes. Well, I mean, again, I think that comes to the term of them branding electronic sports, right? Have you heard the term e-athlete? Well, there's the e. I hate that term. Well, there's the e arena, right? That's what they they consider. Uh, That's that's the company and stuff like that, too, that do competitive sports and stuff like that, too, as well. And in my opinion, for a sport, there has to be some form of strenuous activity, be it physical, mental, or not to actually reach a goal with a team. So let me ask that's you what this. I'm saying. As, is somebody as, that's in a spelling bee, an athlete? Well, that being solo, so you're uh, not with uh, a team. Uh, uh, that's I'm, not the question. The well, question no, is answer, you said some sort of strenuous activity, whether it be mental or not. Are they an athlete, Nate? Seeing as how it's solo, no. But I'm saying like decathlon people that go to actual events and compete against another team. I would consider that almost like it being a sport. Yes. What about what about marathons? Like you do that solo? I don't think I was just about to say to the UFC. Well, I do solo. Nobody in there but me and this other dude. I'm doing that solo. Is that not an athlete? No, I. I, think I still think there's a team behind no, him. Like we're well fixated with, on the team the thing. And this is this is not addressed. I'm sorry. I don't think it matters whether or not 
how we devise and how we define an athlete. Okay. Okay, because we all have our own viewpoint. We all have a general idea of what an athlete is. I just wanted to start with that. We all have our line. Like, I consider golfers athletic, especially the modern-day golfer. We're not talking you know, some of the 90s guys. Yep. Even though they were studs, weren't the most athletic guys. It's, Um, It's... But I don't consider pool, like the billiards. Correct. I don't consider that athletic but me either it's kind it's, of they kind of straddle okay. the line right you there have you have know? to split hairs with it unfortunately because the aspect is like professional bowling high-end pool things like that it you're a you are one who is a master of a sport right but that sport might have a different level of physique requirements right okay. when i think of a football player right going up against ninja in 1v1 combat the one who's physically fit and knocks 300 pound people on the ground all damn day is going to win that fight Okay, so okay. it's a physicality kind of thing. It's more physical and endurance than when I think of an actual sports athlete. Okay. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I'd uh, I'd pick in a one-on-one sparring match, Bryson DeChambeau, a professional golf player. Um, I'd pick him over a ninja any day in a fist fight. <laughs> that dude's kind of a stud. I'm not right? gonna lie. So, your question is: Is esports considered an esports athlete considered an athlete? Yeah. Okay. No. You're saying no. Hands down, no. Okay. And why? what's what's the basis on that? The basis is is that they wouldn't have to split a hair if they considered what the definition of a traditional athlete is. It's being physical. It's being your ability to do a physical activity. That's what an athlete is defined as. Now, you're going to make the argument, and I already see where your brain's going, as far as oh well friends know each other being great at video games is a physical activity i disagree i think it has a lot more to do with your mental capacity and being able to whether that's hand-eye coordination but it's not about power it's not about strength it's not about all the other things right the rock let's go so what a traditional athlete has they have the hand-eye coordination they have the dexterity that's needed but then they are also putting their bodies through something physical. So if I think about it from a purely athletic standpoint, I do not consider esports an athlete. That's I actually kind of why I brought up chess and golf. Yeah, like grandmaster level chess, I am envious of their ability Correct. to think tactically. Like they're master tacticians yep. or master strategists. It's wonderful. Absolutely. I don't consider a chess player an athlete. So here, do here. I have. A lot of respect for 100%. them. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. So here's the difference, right? One is about technique and prowess, physical prowess. The other is about technique. Yep. I think it's more. I would honestly put the line at body manipulation. Correct. Is are you manipulating your body or are you manipulating like something else? Like even in bowling, you have to throw the ball a very specific way, time and time again, to be a successful. Bowler. I don't. I think that's more technique than anything. Yeah. Though. No, no, I, 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 say, I'm not, I say technique. So let's, let's, golf and bowling is kind of like the the gray area. Yeah, of, but is we, it we can. But I meant the, there's still physicality you're, to you're golf. Still manipulating your there's body. There's still into doing a technique that you have to have for that. Now are they? But the same could be said about baseball. But baseball, if you look, has evolved over time. Those are still athletes. Oh, I absolutely and, agree. And they may not 
look like athletes. Some of them they, are pretty they, fucking the, thick, some right? Some of them definitely don't but look like But I guarantee if you were put in them in a physical activity, they're going to do far better than somebody that sits at a keyboard all day. Honestly, even the you. baseball players, like the thick boys are typically one of two Correct. positions, either a designated hitter or yep. a pitcher. Um, in both situations, they do something physical very well, whether it's throwing a ball or hitting the crap out of a ball. Yep. You're still doing a physical manipulation. Some sort That's of where physical I said, like, activity. A manipulation of yep. your body. Like you are putting your body through a certain motion. And where the definition is different for me in the same, and I bring it back to the you know, chess as opposed to, or into gaming, is you don't spend the first three years of learning chess on how to move a piece. Or Correct. how to grip a piece. You don't You're spend the first the three years process. in gaming on how to press the keys. You're taught the strategy Correct. of the event that you're going for. So, going to you mentioned football and baseball and stuff like that. Too, the more right? classic sports, right? So, that definitely takes some kind of mental dexterity when you're working with those kind of games and stuff like that too. Where to pass, where to oh, throw, and go like that. And you also agree. have to take into account the perspective of the person making those changes am i going to throw it down plate or am i going to throw it at second because he's maybe leading off the base a little bit right or like hold on hold on wait, hold football. on let me let me continue with this whole pro- process itself like that that comes from the lines of playing a game competitively as well too where you might feel that this person's overextending do i need to back him up or do I need to hold my percentage of my area right here just in case the team pushes this way? Because not it's not all competitive games just shooting and killing. You have oddball. You have CTF. You have the search and destroy kind of games and mechanics and stuff like that too. Each of those gameplays takes a different type of, uh, I would say, presence on the field just like it does with football and stuff like that defense offense and stuff like that too so that's where i come from not necessarily the physicality of it but also you have to be in a person reaction time from here 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 there's definitely hand-eye coordination correct and i think i even said that i know that's where you were going but i i said that that's part of being a regular athlete it's not just the hand-eye coordination. It's literally the physicality of being able There's to. There's a lot of strategy so throw in pro So here, here's, here's where I'm going from this: physicality of the sport, right? Right. You have to practice the physicality of the sport physically, right? Yes. To throw the ball. Yeah. To take the 100%. tackle. Yes. 100%. To run it and stuff like that too. Yes. Is that from your perspective? Is that just in the doing of that, or is it the repetition of that? Like. You have to do that in games, too. You can't just jump into a game and know how to play I'll, it and how to do I'm it. I'm going to say right now, like, professional quarterbacks specifically is I'm what I'm going to go for. Here, basically. Or even, like, I professional pitchers. a lot of points of what there's, sports is, though, when you're being devil's advocate. There's a lot of him continue tacticians in professional sports. Like, if you say Tom Correct. Brady is stupid, then you're just – you're dumb. Yeah. Because quite frankly, the dude is a tactician when it comes to Correct. who to throw the ball – how to throw the Absolutely. ball to you have the guy to, to make it get. There's a Absolutely. lot of you have to make that decision. Those nuances. Yeah. There's a lot of decisions of like, you know, even on defense. Like, do we blitz? Do we, you know, cover two? Like all that other. Do we do a fucking uh, um, deep dive? What are we doing? Yeah, so, like there's a lot of strategy in those, and in the same and the mental and the mental capacity of making that decision on point. Yes. Yeah. In the same okay. way as there's games, 
but that's where I said like a physical manipulation of your body is what I consider like sports and Correct. athletic. Okay. Because both sides have a lot of like tactical knowledge and a lot of honestly experience comes into play more often than anything else. Hmm. Is the more you, you do it. the thing, the more you have experience of it, the better you are at making those decisions. However, in my personal, this is just me, perspective, and I will then hand the floor off to everyone else because I know I've talked a lot today. Um, the physical manipulation of your body included with those like tactical mindsets and everything, I think is what really separates the two. Yep. Okay. So I agree. 100%. Here's my take on it. For one, you're mentioning esports, but you're not looking at the highest gross earners of esports. It's not Halo. It's not. CPU. I'm not talking about no, Halo. No, no. I, you mentioned game modes that are particularly. I can't speak. Particularly. Yes, I have a speech impediment. Deal with it. I did start um, with Halo, but then I went no, to Valorant and COD. Oddball. You mentioned Capture the Flag. Those are two game modes affiliated with competitive yeah. Halo. He's referencing right. what he knows. Exactly. Though, so. The highest paid esport players in the world are MOBA players, Dota and League of Legends. Okay. Oh yeah. Starcraft used to be up there, Starcraft but that's kind of dipped. Massive. Okay. Then you have CS. Then you have Pros. League, and then you have League and stuff like that too. Yeah. No, League and Dota are often tied. There is no gap. You can look at their gross earnings. They're millionaires. They make over a million dollars a year. The top playing guys. Yeah. In okay. tournaments. Okay. okay. And we're talking about majors where there's eighty thousand people in the stands. I wasn't going based on earnings. I was just going based on no. I no, understand but that, that's that just something he's this introducing. Of You're introducing it now. Truly yeah. Is okay. okay? Esports is not your ragtag group of people trying to fucking amass wins in Warzone. Esports is your five-man squad, whether it be Valorant, CSGO, League of Legends, Dota, or any other of the fucking large esports arena-style games like CDL, right? And it is the same squad that has been set as a roster that have been brought on for their skill set, okay? That is the that to its definition is similar enough to sports. You have your draft, and that's where I was going. Okay. Yes, but yeah, he's saying it to your point. This is this is expanding on what you're saying because esports is not FPS. Esports is not being carried by FPS. Esports is nothing like that. It is far far from it. We just focus on FPS because that's what we play. That's quite as well. Yeah, that's okay. like what Hoop said. Um, that's kind of what I know. Yeah. But with regards to the differences, when you're looking at, you're mentioning the situation of being an IGL. IGL is an in-game lead. Okay. When you're playing something like a battle royale or you're playing a six-man deep squad or a five-man deep squad, it's the person on your team who has a general better understanding of map positioning, rotation, and timing. He's the person that's doing the call-outs for the games while you're in it. Then you have your hook, then you have your defense, and then you have your support. Oh, that was huge, and, and I know it's it's a bit of a bridge. Uh, it's a, a pseudo-bridge, I to say. It's not a huge one, but Rocket League. I used to play the hell out of Rocket League, and rotations and positioning – was the game like the minute you get like if you're doing a 3v3 the minute you have two people both trying to play the ball on the same team you just lost so i'm glad you brought broccoli because there's a ball in there you have a field you're trying to make goals and stuff yeah. like that too so yeah. i wasn't quite finished i apologize go ahead okay my bad so esports is not sports because of different things right yes you can have eight hour training sessions you can have 12 hour training sessions but when you look at like a pro team for people who are saying they're pro warzone players Right. I'm sorry. Warzone is not in any way, shape, or form capable of being an esports situation because you are not being put in the lobby of the other contending teams every time you play. I will there agree with you on that. Absolutely. That's going on that matches that. Okay. If you look. Yeah, because you're always just dropping into like a regular game mode 
but you're still using your stats. Well, how you do in the Are you game. talking about CDL or are you talking about like no, no, Warzone. Warzone? Like Warzone. Oh, Warzone. Okay. Sorry, I, I CDL, missed that part. And this yeah. is relevant to the talking point of what's going on in Absolutely. the COD world right now where the Warzone pros and CDL pros are butting. CDL, you yeah, have phase going up I was actually going to put yeah. that up out there because there's a lot of talk about, like, do you think that, like, the top streamers in Warzone could compete against CDL players? We were talking about that earlier, and that's what brought this so, on, yeah. The the thing with the difference in sports, right? You're a nine man nine man team for football, I believe, right? I don't fucking know. I don't don't look at me. I don't know no, sports don't guys. Know sports. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Rod? It, it's more than nine. I'm I'm not a football guy. Is it guy. nine? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I just want yeah, to watch football. Sports. Okay, but say say you that have like whatever 12. your team set size is, you travel to the 12, arena, you have four hours of training in the morning, you might be doing two a days. We're nerds, we don't know football. I don't know. I don't know sports guys. I'm sorry. That's okay. just not my take. Um but from the aspect of being a gamer, when you're looking at true esports, which is CDL, which is CSGO, which is Valorant, right? You have a draft. You have teams that are picking up and League. picking people. You have those aspects of what creates a sports network. You do not have the aspect of what it is to be a physical athlete, right? When you look at a key, a key example of that is Shroud. Everyone who knows gaming knows Shroud, okay? Yeah, His facts. arm... When he had an arm injury, he fucking fell off a, a fucking motor, a motorized bicycle and hurt his arm. This was probably two years ago. People were concerned that he would never be able to game to the same level he did before. And he just did the same thing with his eye injury. He had to go through eye surgery as well, too. And Scump had the same thing with his finger injury as well. Yes. So is there technique? Yes. Right? But it's not the same technique. What goes into me being an adept player at Warzone, Fortnite, CSGO, Valorant, it is knowing the map locations, knowing my spawn locations, knowing my angles, knowing rotation of the map, knowing things along those lines, right? But the difference between that and an athlete, right, is that when you're on a field and you're playing football, right, mm -hmm. and you have a defending team looking you down and you're the quarterback, right, anything can change in any set moment because you're on an open field. Because it's you, physically impacting you while you're doing no, the sport. that's not even what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? You're okay. not being put on a map, right? Call of Duty, you're being put on a map. There are three lanes of travel. There are different ways to interweave between three lanes. You have to know your spawn locations. You have to know your rotations, things like so that. To when you're playing football, right, the defensive play is all left up to the other individual players on the field, right? It is not tied to, hey, I know this peaking angle from sea long off of, to heaven, right? It's a very different thing because there's no limitations that have been computer generated for you as to what's allowing you to be successful. I agree that there's no computer limitations, but I actually think there's an interesting parallel to look at there. Because if you get to the professional level of game uh, of sports, like you know, backyard basketball, you're not worried about a lot of that shit. But like Susie so with football, because that was the example that we're kind of been running with, is like there are a lot of like lanes that you have to deal with. There's a lot of like niche things like baseball. You get it a little bit more as far as like scouting reports of pitchers and what they like and everything. But like, even in football, like you think if I'm going against a team, like back in the day with Marshawn Lynch, like my defense is set up specifically with those elements in mind. Are they computer generated? No, but like, I know for a fact that my wide receivers are in certain lanes. I also have an option to dump out to my running back who's kind of doing a shallow route over here. I have a lot of different elements. I know there's a pocket 
established by the offense and defensive line and how they're performing. There's lots of little things that are happening that could be considered like lanes or at least like designated areas of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, to the, and to the same effect in, in video games, like the, you can cross lanes and there's different peaking and everything like that. Like if I'm going up against, you know, one of the, a professional damn receiver, I'm going to play him based on how he likes to catch. Do I know that he's OBJ from back in the day making his one-handed catches? Like, if I'm going against him, I'm going to play him differently. So there's just a bit of a there is. Then like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I, saying, I was saying to your to your credit, and yeah. that's an interesting parallel that it's, I just kind of like. It's like, the oh, thing shit. is, if it was a, <laughs> if you were playing a shooting game and it was an open field, you had a hundred yards, right? And your goal is to get the oddball to the other goal, right? Rocket League does this best. That's right? what I was mentioning before. Because Rocket League is yeah. putting you on a field. The only thing is you're traveling in three fucking dimensions, right? You can travel vertically. You can carry that ball across the map if you're fucking insane, right? It is Rocket League, I would consider closer to the aspect of true sports because you're on an open field. So, right? But when you're talking about – and you don't play Valorant, right? No, I never have. I actually kind of want to. But Valorant is five players, right? You either kill or you plant the bomb. Right. Yes, you have a support. Yeah, it's, it's search and destroy, like as it is in Call of Duty. Mm, kind of. Just, you plant a bomb, and you either win by killing the players. Search or... and destroy was based off of games like CS:GO and their, you know, plant the bomb strategies. And then Valorant was obviously very influenced by the CS:GO playstyle. But there's some pretty significant differences when you get into actually playing those games versus search and destroy. So okay. I don't consider Halo, nor do I consider Call of Duty. And I don't mean this as like an insult in any way, right? CDL pros, because they have skill, right? But a lot of CDL pros have decades of experience. They know how to play the game. They also get the game months in advance, okay? But you look at esports from an FPS perspective, right? Valorant and CSGO, they have to know pinpoint accuracy. The placement of their mouse matters more than anything else, right? They have to know their lanes. They have to know their throwings for when they're blinding, they're smoking, anything like that, right? the positioning and call outs matter more than anything, right? And support roles in those games are not what I would consider sports style support roles. If you have a dude carrying the ball, right? And all you have your entire fucking linebackers or whatever the fuck they're called, trying to protect that guy as he's running down the field, that's support. Support in the FPS sense or Valorant sense is you have Sage putting up an ice wall to block a lane, throwing up an ice to stun, or you have them potentially reviving or healing you. Just a quick point, because I don't want to get roasted in the comments. Um, linebackers wouldn't be protecting a running back. I don't back. know shit about sports. Either. Linebackers are defense, running backs are offense. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, I don't care. I don't care. But it's, so, it's, I was just clarifying because uh, I know someone's going like, to I'm going to throw a wrench in real quick here. You mentioned the physicality, and Rod mentioned about the physicality of the sport and stuff like that, too, and being injured, mentioning Shroud's injury and stuff like that, too. So there is some physicality in gaming. How many of those injuries came from them actually playing the game and rather than doing something stupid outside the so game? So that's where my question comes in. Thank you for mentioning that. Is athleticism, is it from the fact that you could be physically injured while doing the game, does that then make you the athlete? Because all no. the tactics aside, everything else you've mentioned, I'm, again, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate right here a little bit. You mentioned physicality. We mentioned injuries and stuff like that, too. Does that make it available to, oh, he sprained his ankle. He was in a car accident. Can he continue playing the game? Does that make him an athlete or does that not make him an athlete? No. No. All right. The 
the point, and ultimately, I'm sorry, I've been talking a lot, and I kind of want heated about this, but I think it's very worth noting the differences. Um, my end take is no, esports is not the same as sports. Being a physical athlete and an electronic athlete. They wouldn't the call it esports if it was um, regular sports. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's would just literally what it, it comes sports. down to. Like, at the end of the day, there's a huge difference between somebody that has great hand-eye coordination and dexterity that can click a button on a fucking keyboard versus somebody that can fucking swing a golf club and fucking knock something 400 yards. I'm sorry, it's not the same. It will never be the same. The reason that they differentiate it is because of the physicality aspect. Oh, I'm sorry you got carpal tunnel because you played this game for seven hours a day for 30 days in a row. I'm sorry. You should probably take a break, right? Not the same. Not the same. I'm sorry. It's just not. Okay. No, I mean, you could still I, get carpal tunnel from the just funny thing is, I think you guys. Computer. No, all, I know. I think yeah. you guys all felt that I to was your, coming along the lines of like point, esports are athletes. I actually wasn't. I don't know sports very well, and no. I think that's the caveat for me is being. I don't know athletes. Oh, it's I like really you said, played you're, sports you're playing like devil's too. advocate, trying to pr yeah. present a possible alternative perspective. Exactly. So me, for me, example, I play. I was on the swim team in high school. I played baseball. I played basketball in high school and stuff like that too. Yep. I dropped out of the sports because of stuff happening with my family and stuff like that too. So I wasn't able to pursue those for very long. I did that because I really wasn't taught that. I played baseball when I was really young. But for me, being an athlete, I was around a lot, a lot of athletes as, as friends and stuff like that too. But it wasn't something that athletes. really athletes. Sorry, they're really uh, authentic, authentic athletes. Say that five times. <laughs> Can you say authentic athletes. Athletes. Poly, poly, no, no, Authentic athletes. What? Anyway, I don't think that esports, like what Rod said, and I love that he said this too, are athletes because they otherwise they would just call it sports. And I love that you said that solid like that point. because honestly, it's a very solid point. Going to the matter of the issue that we're talking about right now, do I respect a lot of esports players? 100%. Because it takes a lot to be dedicated to that craft and actually mastering it to be set up for sponsors and getting that kind of money to do that to give people, you know, enjoyment from watching you play something that they're not playing. Because when I originally was walking at streaming, why the hell would anybody want to watch me play a game instead of them just playing the game themselves? Never really understood that until I actually COVID came about. Going back to our original topic that we talked you had about. nothing better to do but watch streams. Yeah, and but then I found oh, out shit. it was a lot of fun. It's almost like watching a movie or watching a show and your characters are making a joke and stuff like that. And I found a lot of fun. I'm like, that's my life. I'm I always go into it too because you know what? These guys having fun, I have fun gaming with my friends. And that's kind of what brought streaming about for me because I'm like, holy crap, Rod's fucking hilarious. Him and his brother talking on Warzone was probably some of my best nights playing Warzone when Warzone was the shittiest time. Is I knew I could jump on that game Just don't put and that have content fun with this YouTube. guy. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah, Cody, I love you to death, buddy. But oh my god, some of the you stuff not, you say is not going It's on the only internet. for us, bud. I love that. But I just was that was fun, and there was a couple games I would never play unless I knew those guys were on playing, and I think that was what brought. Gaming for me. I cool think that game. comes from a different angle, though, for you, personally. I think I don't know that that's the same. Like, if I look at streaming versus competitive playing or what I would consider an esport, I think they're two separate genres. I think they're two separate entities in their in themselves. It's two separate focuses. It too. is one's more entertainment. Because a streamer is doing for entertainment, skill. they're doing it for 
an audience, whereas somebody that's competitive isn't necessarily doing it for the audience. What they're doing is they're doing it because they have a need to be the best at that game and they have a need to win. That's really what it comes down to. And you can have these people that cross both can platforms I, can I ask or whatever, you? but I think it's I think those are different. And for you specifically, we're all in agreement here. I think that yours comes from a different place where we look at what you used to do with acting and writing. That's where your love for streaming came from. You came from a place of I want to entertain people, yeah, not because of the love of the game or this is you know me being hilarious cody being hilarious whatever i think it came from that more than anything I like that's it. where i would i would say it would start from but then i'm like you know what i need to start just having fun with friends halfway through i agree with the whole acting yeah, entertaining stuff through. like that. halfway through halfway is a stretch not right at all Okay. How, okay. I think the most recent apart. months, yes. Yeah, I love you. Halfway through? I love you, but how many times is like, Nate, mute yourself? I, I've only been streaming for about a year and three months, so that's why I'm saying halfway you, through. And I, I, will give you, I will give you three months. And, uh, no, this, no, no, this is fair. This is fair. I game with you more than anyone here. That's okay, very true. Yeah. How many times have you been... When angry Nate comes around yeah. and fuck this, fuck that, you guy's a bitch, just out of fucking nowhere. And I'm like, Nate, you need to mute yourself. Nate, I'm not here for that. Right. And I'm good. coming from someone who's also been, he's seen me be toxic as shit. Right. He's witnessed it many a time. I think we all have. Exactly. I was going to say, I, I think be, every single one, everybody, don't, yeah, everybody in this room has. Absolutely. Right? But I also think we're kind of all beating around the bush and that we're all basically on the same page as far yeah, as the original question is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. We, none of us really consider esports it's not athletic. You're not athletic. But that is to be, it is to be said, we greatly respect the esports players. I do enjoy watching talent. them. And I, 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 you, we've all been to a sports event live, right? Yes. Baseball, something like that, or whatever. Maybe. That's where that's where the level of respect. That's why I made the yeah. joke of. Hey. Well, yeah. I, like, you, you, you I'm not gonna go to fucking Vegas in, and watch two nerds sit on a fucking computer and play a game. So you, I, so the, I so honestly same, though, but I to the have. same effect. Like I, I can have. understand that football players are really, really good without ever wanting to go to a football game. It's just no, 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 like, no, no. I respect but that's your, what I'm. But that's abilities. where I'm saying where I where I yeah. come as from like a respect thing. Do I respect what they do because they're good at it? Sure. Do I respect what they do as a sport? Never. It's not I so guess, much as what... I guess so that's where the difference they, is. Yeah. It's not what they do. It's... I respect, like, as one human to another human, I respect the fact that uh, you put a different in... conversation. Yeah, we don't need to go into that. Um, <laughs> human to humans. Different. I respect the amount of effort and passion that people put into things like am i an artist no do i go to art galleries absolutely not can i respect when an artist is genuinely talented and has spent the majority of his or her life perfecting that craft absolutely i can respect that without even liking or even seeing their art yeah it's that's where i say respect. i can respect the grind How about it, uh, yeah so respect the, the thing, grind though, right it's the diehard fans that show up True. It doesn't matter what game you're playing, whether it be football or fucking League of Legends. When League of Legends sells out a stadium in Vegas, right, it's because there's 100,000 diehard League of Legends fans that want to go see that play. By the way, Absolutely. they don't hold that many in Vegas. Just let you know. I, I will say this, though. I it's mean, again, I, I <laughs> I've had the Halo Rock smashed on my head so many times because I bring it up. And that's 
one of my passions as well too. Like hey, you mentioned passions and stuff like again. that too. Yeah, Boulder, I get it. The Boulder. Anyway, um, the Boulder if is no longer we all talk about, I mean, like, okay, so let let me. If you guys had a sport to watch and stuff like that too, and you had the availability to see them live, you probably would go just like you would with music, and a band would say you would, I would see do them live, with the even UFC. though you could listen. And absolutely, no, hands down, the UFC. No, I know, 100%. but I'm saying like music. Like if a band was in live and you had the ability to go see them live, even though you could listen to them no, on your no. phone, you would go see them live, right? Yeah. If Final Boss was playing in Phoenix against Optic or something like that, these are all hold Halo game teams. I would go to fucking Phoenix and buy a ticket to go watch that live. Even though I can watch it on my phone, YouTube later on, same kind of thing for me. That's like you said. At the end of the day, live events are just fun. They're fun, and you can see those live, and it's a lot of fun in the audience to cheer on your team, just like it would be in the sports arena as well, too. Would we consider them athletes? No. Would we consider them sports? I would still consider them a sport. No, no one's saying no. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't say they're sports because I, I would. Uh, yeah, I would either. classify it as a craft. I would, I would, that you yeah. Can that's excel a, at, I like that. A craft. But not a sport. But that's what I'm okay. saying. It's, it's mastery of a technique, right? Correct. It's the same thing. I could be the like greatest pottery builder of all, but maybe that's not, not a sport. sport. I like, I, like, I actually it's like what Hoop said about craft. Right. Yeah, sport. It's just kind of g- generalizing what a lot of yeah. us have said is like, yeah. for the most part, yeah. We okay. can I, but so, I actually, that's, that, that's what I'm like, that's a really good way to put it. Craft. I like so that. I'm going to, I'm going to just go with final thoughts here. All right. Okay. So. Rod and I and Hoop all say no. Nate says no, but he thinks it's a sport, right? Yes. Craft. No, I like how Hoop said craft. Okay. I actually like that a lot. I brought okay. him to our side. We all agree. That's fine. I, th- I think we just we we're really all on the sides. same page. Yeah. We're all looking at different parts of the page. Yeah, I don't um, think they're really being necessarily said, sides. Guys, where we're at right now. Mine starts um, with the. <laughs> that's our, that is our take for the day. I appreciate everyone who popped on in. Um, now, Nate, you have ideas. For yeah. Next episode. I was going to say, please, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this. There's probably a lot of people that are on YouTube looking at games and stuff like that, too. Hope you really enjoyed the, the episode. Please tell us what you guys like thoughts were on this episode. And also tell us what games you guys originally played as well. Was it with friends? Did you guys jump into gaming on Battle Royales during COVID? Was that was kind of your entrance into gaming originally? And then also stick around for the next episode. I really like what, to talk about with these guys here book adaptations to shows and movies who does them really well who does them the best and why do they work is it work better on tv shows like on a streaming service or does it work on a movie set- setting tell us what you think and please follow comment and subscribe to all our channels you can find the descriptions like hoop said below all right kids we're out see you next time